Hey everyone, it's Miss Self Love, and I am so excited today because I have a special guest on today's episode. Her name is Annie Colazzo, and she is a spiritual life coach. She is an author, a speaker, and I'm just so excited to have her on here to give us value today and a whole bunch of great nuggets about spirituality, spiritual life, just just everything. All right, so we're going to jump right into the question because Andy is a co-author in a book called The of Singleness. Is that correct, Annie? Yes, it's The yes. Necessity of Singleness, an anthology on living saved, single, and set apart. Now, that is amazing. This is amazing. So she has a chapter in this she has a chapter in this book. I read it. She signed it for me. She gifted it to me. And her chapter is amazing. And a lot of single people listen to this podcast of Break Up is a Wake Up, trying to just find their way. So that's why a lot of people listen. So, Annie, if you could just discuss your chapter and the book and, you know, just let us, you know, just discuss why you wanted to be in the book and your part in your chapter in the book. Okay. Uh, first of all, I just want everyone to know that I am single, saved, and set apart. I did rededicate my life uh, to the Lord in 2012. And I didn't work the principles of my salvation until later on, around 2016 and 2017. And the title of my chapter is from floozy to faithful mm. now the re- yeah the reason why that title set with me so significantly is because i was using a lot of the exterior to get a lot of the things that i wanted in the world which means i used my appearance i used my gift to gab and a lot of things I had on the outside to get the things that I wanted in the world which was always cars money, clothes getting my bills paid and growing up in the environment that I did, I grew up with a mom who was not educated however, she was domesticated and she used a lot of what she had to get what she wanted she didn't go to school and a way that she learned coming from and to me it was a generational curse because it was handed down from from her mother and then again to my mother and then on to my sister and then on to me and we were conditioned you if you will to dress a certain way to look a certain way to entice a certain way so that we can get the things that we wanted. It wasn't necessarily what we needed because God supplies all our needs. But it was more on the, you know, the lust for money, cars, and fancy things. And oftentimes getting our bills paid in that area and just using a lot of what we look like on the outside 
to get a lot of what we wanted in in the world. So I I chose to go ahead and write in this book and open up about my journey because it became a way to heal. So the more that I express myself in writing and detailing my story, the more I healed from the inside out. That you just, yeah, you just said a lot of great things. And you just, and where did you grow up? Where where did you grow up, Annie? I grew up in the city of Camden, New Jersey. One of the top three worst cities and dangerous cities in the United States. I grew up in one of the projects. And if anybody want to Google it, that will be confirmed. I grew up in the projects of Ablett Village in Camden, New Jersey. And all my life, all we knew was the drug dealers or the drug users, um, fancy cars, dressed in fancy. It, It was just, it was normal. Like that lifestyle was all normal. It was either you dated the drug dealer or the the leader of the drug dealers or you were in the realm of being a drug dealer of some sort. And to us, that lifestyle was normal. Um, even my mom, my mom was a drug dealer. She used to sell from outside of her home and the reasons why she she turned to that lifestyle was because she was one who dated the kingpin drug dealer and when yeah when he became uh domestic abusive he would beat my mom all the time like the way he beat her he would beat her senselessly bloody nose choking her busted lip black eyes and then when she finally put her foot down and she wasn't going to entertain that type of abuse anymore she became her own drug dealer because she was used to the lifestyle that came with it Mm -hmm. yeah she became used to it and then again growing up in that environment to me that was normal and I used and, and she she conditioned me that the more beautiful we made ourselves look, the more acceptable yeah. acceptable we were and wanted by men. And then they'll give us the things that we wanted so that we can go on and, you know, have all the fancy things, the bigger your earrings were. Well, I, I lived in that era where, you know, the big dookie earrings with the ropes and your big name with the name tag chain and your belt. Everything was like big, big. So, and you had the name brand sneakers and anything that was named of any name brand that appeared to be of value. That is what we was geared to go get. So, many, many years, fast forward, I ended up as a stripper and that was a demise all in itself 
that lifestyle introduced me to cocaine abuse, ecstasy use, and alcoholism. And I entertained all of that in addition to being a stripper during that time in my life. Now, I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me, but I don't want anybody to think that I deserve a lot of what I experienced in my life because I was seeking to get those things. When I was growing up, I was sexually molested by my stepdad. He would come into the room and fondled me and I didn't I didn't address it because he was the one that used to beat my mom and I was really afraid he was going to beat me if I said anything. I was in a home where not only was my mom being physically abused, but she physically abused us. She also encouraged us to go to the malls and do shoplifting for our clothes. Christmas, we didn't we don't know what Christmas was like in our household. It was what happened in the house stayed in the house. And when we went outdoors, we had to portray like we were this perfect little well put together family. When people didn't know, we was getting beat up. We would go six, seven months without electric in our home. And we mm-hmm. thought we thought that was normal. My mom used to run an electric cord from our home to the neighbors so that we can uh, have our refrigerator running so we can have at least food to eat. But at night, we just slept in the dark. There was no electric. And we went, this went on for months. Now, don't feel sorry for me because that was, that was the trauma and the test I had to endure in my life so that I can become who I am today. If that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. That, yeah. And I understand the era you're speaking of. Um, so how old are you, Annie? So we can know whatever you're. I am 45 years old. I'm going to mm-hmm. say 45 years young because God has renewed my my mental, my physical. God has restored, renewed, revived, relived everything that I lost in the midst of my bad choices in my demise, in, in the times that I was doing things that I shouldn't have, shouldn't have. God has restored all of that and then some in overflow more than I can ever imagine. Now, fast forward after the stripping and all of that. In 2001, I had a brother that was murdered. In 2003, or was it 2004 rather, my mother passed away two weeks before I found out I was pregnant with my third child on my third baby daddy granted the choices I made and then in 2016 I had another brother murdered so we as people have a way of not dealing with grief properly and not everybody learns coping skills on how to overcome grief but continue to live life 
according to the word and the word being the Bible, according to God's ordained plans for us. So what we do as a society, when we are faced with these traumas in life, we self-medicate ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, do, we do the drinking and the drugging, but we pick men and this is me being a woman because it can relate for a man for to be to pick a woman. We pick the ones that are going to just settle for us. So the le- the lowest standard that we place on the choices we make, that those are the people that we are going to encounter. I go to a church, Victory in Christ Christian Center, where the bishop always reminds us who you hang out with is who you become Mm. and yeah a lot of my choices was based on what again what I wanted and not what I needed and I just was self-seeking looking for people to validate me who you know and who I was in the world and I always needed somebody not like somebody to always uh, uh, what's the word like they they would be like oh that look like I always I was always fishing for the compliments I was mm-hmm. always fishing for the praise mm-hmm. and the next yeah and the next and you know what after I rededicated my life in 2012 I was able to because God awakens the spirit the spirit the spirit is all in us we are uh imperfect bodies living in an imperfect world with a perfect spirit that is within us he's all of us has have the same spirit we just gotta awaken that spirit and once that spirit is awakened it comes to the forefront of clarity we, we get this, we start to see things for what it really is mm-hmm. and not for for what we want in our flesh. Yeah. Yeah, so I got approached to write in this, this book, The Necessity of Singleness, uh, Living Saved, Single and Set Apart, because oftentimes people think just because we have rededicated our lives to the Lord, that we don't struggle with thoughts of lust and fornication and sex. That's a lie. That will make us inhumane, like inhuman. Yeah. And we, yeah, as humans still living on this earth, we live in the world, but we're not of the world. And I often tell my kids, we're we're living in a temporary area where the kingdom is our home so we still struggle with the day-to-day humanity struggles you know oftentimes I'll see a dude that he looks appealing in my eyes and I got I got to call out to Jesus (laughs) (laughs) yes and this is this is real and I get the sweaty palms I get the salivating of the mouth I get moist down there and the jitters in my heart and and you know 
I, I get all that. I still get all that because I am human. Okay. But it is the thoughts of us being able to cast down them thoughts and not react on them and allow allow the Father and the Holy Spirit to take full control of them thoughts. Now, if we go ahead and react on them, that's okay too because God already knew that we was going to stumble and fall. Okay. But okay. yeah, in those moments, we've got to have a moment of what I call acceptance and mm-hmm. repentance. Mm-hmm. Accept the fact that you made a mistake. Accept right. the fact that you are still fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay. Accept the fact that you are not being judged. You are still his daughter mm. and re- repent. Repent. That's it. God, you know what? I act up. I was all in my foolishness, in my flesh, because my flesh is trifling. Father God, (laughs) forgive me. I recognize that I I was cutting up and acting up in all my foolery, but you know my heart. Yes, you know my heart. You know my spirit, God. Let's just, you know, let's get up tomorrow, brush our shoulders off, and try again. Move forward. Amen. I love it. Seriously, I do. It's like, you know, forgiving, forgiving yourself, right? We have a hard time with that. Yeah, forgiving, forgiving is a big deal because throughout my entire journey, and I've got so many different, so many different testimonies and, and triumphs and things that I have, I've overcome between the trauma and things of that nature. Forgiveness was... a a main thing in my life what I learned to be able to walk in this journey was there was a little girl that I knew many many years ago she was innocent she had dreams aspirations and everything was like a rainbow and I left her exactly when I started meeting the world and I left that girl that little girl with her dreams and all her aspirations to the degree that I allowed the world to manipulate me into believing all those dreams that she had that's not possible Mm. I wasn't I wasn't worthy of being that person Mm. I wasn't You know, I wasn't built or equipped in the environment that I was growing up in that I wasn't worthy of all those dreams and aspirations. And I had to take a step back and revisit that little girl Mm -hmm. and apologize. I had to apologize to her. I had to I had to apologize for leaving her where where she was. And for abandoning all that she believed in. Yeah. And in that, she forgave me. Mm. So I reached out my hand to her. And I brought her all the way to the adult that I am today. Mm. And realizing that it's okay to laugh at a corny joke. It's okay that if you're dancing, you slip, you stumble, you fall. It's okay to get back up and laugh at yourself and say, I'll, I'll be all right. Shake that thing off. 
it's okay to walk out the house you know every now and again and you have mismatched socks by accident those things mm. happen and you can laugh at the corny jokes it's okay to do those things mm-hmm. yeah you know thank you for all of this this was um this is this is great i love it i'm over here um this is great i do want to um go back into the um abstinence because you're abs- abstinent correct Annie? yes yes i am so i want to talk about that because you know you know sex is heavily promoted especially for single people it's like you're single you're supposed to be you know having sex or doing something or you know they tell us they tell us women especially that we can you know um use our sexual power like we can you know we can have sex and for the whole and all those types of things and time but you know no one talks about abstinence you know any longer so what do you feel and what do you have to say to people that you know want to practice abstinence like you know what because that's really abstinence. yeah abstinence to me because you've met me and I'm I'm a fairly good looking woman and I was I was one that I can pick and choose from the cream of the crop to the bottom of the barrel it was my choice my decision but when I started on this journey initially rededicating my life abstinence didn't even cross my mind it wasn't something that I thought about doing, but I wanted to be pleasing to the father so much so that he started to send me scriptures that associated with my body being a holy temple. And in order for me to get the things of the Holy Spirit, we have to learn to abstain from many things that are of the world. And sex being one of the primary ones, simply because what sex does outside of marriage is it gives soul ties to not only the person that you had intercourse with, there is a soul tie with everybody they slept with and everybody who slept with them and so on and so forth yes so in order for you to be pleasing unto the father you gotta cut off all them soul ties and Mm. sometimes them soul ties they are connected to drug addicts they Mm. are connected to homosexuality they're Mm -hmm. connected to so many uh, demonic spirits that now they have become a soul tie with your spirit mm. and you you've got to and then people wonder why they be like well I never um, I never was a homosexual or I never dabbled in in lesbianism or just being homo- in the homosexuality but mm. their children turn into that mm. and what what happens is Mm-hmm. that the spirit that the mother and I'm just saying mother but again everyone it can be referenced mother or father the spirit 
of the soul tie didn't have to be from the person directly. It could have been the person indirectly from the intercourse that they had with that other person. And it didn't have to be the other person. It could have been the sex the other person had with. Dude, it's a long, drawn out. I get it. Yes. Yes. And those soul ties are real. What Uh, demonic mm -hmm. encroachment does, it's from one spirit to another spirit, to another spirit. And the less that I put into my body Mm -hmm. and calories and and food, eating bad food, Mm -hmm. it blocks the spirit too. Like bad calories, it blocks the spirit from moving. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to the abstinence. I started to learn in Christ and in the goodness of his glory that the less I put into my holy temple the more he can reveal himself by giving me the power, dominion and authority over every area of my life not just one part you know the sexuality but Uh every area and I started to experience uh, revelations and manifestations that once I started speaking life into certain areas of my life it was like a miracle it'll show up and show mm-hmm. up I, yes I was like oh wow this is really happening <laughs> it's, it's amazing but abstinence was the first uh, one was one of the first choices because it's a choice we have got to not be conformed by the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Right. So when I started to transform my way of thoughts and my way of thinking, that's when the manifestation and everything started to evolve. Yes, yes. I love this. I'm glad you said, I'm glad you talk about soul ties and all of that because that's the thing that we definitely need to hear and a lot of people have this everything down for us like this is this is amazing so um definitely um you can tell people where to find you for like you know your like coaching and your books where can people find you Annie they can find me on Facebook at Annie, A-N-N-I-E, says so, S-E-Z-S-O, Colazo, C-O-L-L-A-Z-O. Just put in a request. But my book is on Amazon. It is The Necessity of Singleness, an anthology on living safe, single, and set apart. They can download the digital version, which I often recommend because it's cheaper. But if they want a hard copy they can just send me a private message I'm really good at mailing them um, and they can cash at me or PayPal me whichever way that helps support me to continue getting more books printed but if they want to go the you know more financially reasonable route by all means look us up on Amazon the stories are fantastic because yeah. the, the misconception of living saved single and set apart is 
we're saved and now we're walking this perfect journey and the flowers are blooming and you've got the angels always singing oh no that's not the way it goes oh man we have got (laughs) yes we have got to yeah to whom much is given much is required and it's so funny because uh a pastor was just speaking on something like how God will move and remember that song Ludacris he's saying when I move you move just like that right well that is how that is how God wants us to think of him God tells us when you move I move so whatever direction we go according to his plan for our purpose when we start moving in that direction, he moves with us. Wow. This is amazing. I love all of this. This is all the listeners need to hear. Like I like you know, a lot of single women and men listen to this to this podcast trying to find some therapy and healing and I'm glad you're on here giving it to us, me included. So, yeah, um amen. Yes. <laughs> Amen. So we do you are in another book, the book that I'm in. I'm in the second edition. You're in the first edition. Everyone that listens knows about the book. I had Daniela on here. So the spiritual fitness survivor book. I'm in the second edition. You're in the first edition. Yes. Oh. We went number one best selling. All yes. of us are number one best selling authors in United States and Canada and award winning. They did recognize us all for our contributions in the book for just the collaboration, which was a fantastic experience. And I was so humbled and blessed to be a part of the first edition. I um, the title of my story was also from Floozy to Faithful Um, simply this simply because this from Floozy to Faithful has resonated with so many women I encounter today we are living in a world where society validates us by our appearance Mm. and not so much by our accomplishments mm-hmm. and by who we are within I agree I definitely agree um, appearances really put a lot on females like really yeah. still tell today and it, it went so far as to you know it just it just went really far with the appearances people doing a lot of surgeries and things of that nature and it's, it just went real far <laughs> yes it, it, it's excessive and when you find someone who does or who's not completely happy with their appearance, then you've got loneliness, depression, mm. anxiety mm. to try to, you know, be something that you're not. In addition mm. to suicidal thoughts and fornication, oh, wow. doing things outside of your comfort zone so that you can be a part of the in crowd so you can be accepted and it, it, it's sad yeah it is so I'm definitely um it definitely is 
So, um, do you have, um, what, what advice do you have for the single people listening? Any advice for the single people? They just probably, most likely they went through a breakup. So they're at this podcast and I'm feeling so great right now. They're single. They're wondering, you know, if they're ever going to find someone else and you know, how's the single role going to look for them? So you want to give them like some advice? Absolutely. In order for them to overcome what it is that is hurting them, they've got to dig deep down within them that what makes them happy. What it within them makes them happy. And again, when I told you about the story of the little girl, mm-hmm. they need to revisit the little girl and the little boy inside of them. So and deep. remind mm-hmm. yes remind themselves in that innocence what was it about that little girl and that little boy that they loved so much that they they thought it was corny or you know it wasn't acceptable and revisit that little girl and that little boy and mm-hmm. go down to the core of what it is why do they feel like they need to be a people pleaser before mm. a self a self pleaser. Mm. And in addition to that, uh, a lot of scriptures. And I'm not saying everybody needs to follow Jesus, but okay. in the end, all folks are going to bow down to one God. Mm. Just understand, in the end, there's okay. only one God. There's one judgment, and mm. there's only one of us. God created us so strategically Mm. that he knew every hair on our head and every curve on our finger. Mm. Now, if that is not phenomenal enough to know that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made in his image, then I couldn't, I can't explain it anymore. But it's got to come from within so that it can come back out and just find the perseverance behind this the the, the hurt and reanalyze what made them happy Mm. and then go back to that meeting point i love it that's the best advice that's some like that's some real deep advice Mm -hmm. it really is because as we go through life along the way we lose ourselves with yes. other people's opinions, relationships, what people going to think about us. So the fact that you tell us to go back is really deep, like seriously. Because yeah, it's so easy to lose yourself. Yeah. 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 We've got to go back and remember who we were. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your childhood. Mm-hmm. You, Because some people don't lose themselves at their childhood. Right. It's maybe in, in middle school where they had that boyfriend who, you know, took advantage of them. Or mm-hmm. high school where the, the cliques, they had all the little cliques and they just didn't feel worthy enough to be a part of those cliques. It's a lot of different areas in our lives where we just leave that person and that, that little girl, that little boy, and we're like, no, we're going to go in this direction. We start smelling ourselves mm. in the world. And then we start to be who the world want us to be mm. instead of who, who God really created us to be. Mm. Yes, we do. That is mm. some deep stuff. Thank you for that. That's that's some great advice yeah. for everyone. I really, um, yeah, that's deep. 
Yeah, and that, that is why I'm a life spiritual coach. That's right. You know, not many people want to hear about Jesus Christ and the mm-hmm. sacrifice he made for us mm-hmm. and the goodness of God's glory. Not everybody wants to hear it, but in the back of their mind, they know that that's the truth. Mm. They know. And there's a lot of people that it resonates with them. They say, well, how do I meet this God? The only way you meet this God is the love in you that exudes out of you. God will meet any of us. He meets Mm -hmm. us where we leave us. And that is where we have that encounter. I don't say, you know, go to a church and and that. No, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship. And relationship is love, kindness, forgiveness, generosity. It's being able to open up your arms and hug on somebody who you know don't even like you. Mm. That that is where God meets you. Thank you, Annie. This is this is amazing. Please, every you know, whoever resonates with Annie, she's a spiritual life coach, and you know she definitely can help you because she done helped me already. So, <laughs> oh, amen, amen. And I, I just let the spirit move accordingly. And I know right. I talk I talk a lot, but That's that fine. was. That was one of the blessings God has given me mm-hmm. to be able to speak it into existence, not just for me, but for other people. Because we have what I what's in the Bible, and I, I constantly reiterate the life and death and the power of the tongue. And when mm-hmm. we start to speak positive things into our lives, yeah. like I oh, like I always say, I'm walking in my wife. Remember I told you that? Oh, yeah. Talk about walking <laughs> in your wife. Yeah, I meant to ask you that. Talk about walking in your wife. What, walking uh, in my wife. Now, this is, I, I started saying that to myself because in Proverbs 31, it talks about a woman who is, I mean, this woman is bad on Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. She can bring home the bacon, cook it up in a pan, and she can have the house. She's got the job. She got the kids. She's got everything well put together. Mm-hmm. But in the in the end, she is a servant of the Lord. She is she she is loved by her husband, her community, her church, everyone around her. They gravitate to her. You gotta you gotta read it. It okay. is Proverbs Proverbs thirty one woman. And I was okay. I'm gonna read it. I was fascinated. It. Yes, I was fascinated by that scripture and and the whole that is the epithology of a um the woman. And I I just and then something just resonated in my spirit. I'm walking in my wife. And I constantly declare and decree out of my tongue that God has created a man perfectly for me. And he is going to find me. But I must walk in my wife. Walking in my wife. Yes, walking in my wife consists of loving the Lord and following his order in alignment and agreement for my purpose enjoying life 
and still being able to be who he created me to be in my personality and my quirkiness and my my laughter to be who he created me to be and I constantly say I'm walking in my wife simply because when I walk out them doors of my home I go I walk out them doors intentionally on purpose so when I walk out I've got this presentation about me this aura about me that exudes a beautiful scent a perfume you know if you will a sense of not only holiness and godliness but of purity and sincerity and loyalty and dedication so when my husband finds me he's not gonna see me he's gonna see through me ah yes I yeah. love this. you just helped yeah, all the yeah. single people out today yeah yeah <laughs> and it's, I'm telling you walking when we walk in our wives and, and women women we have got to be more conscious of what we show because the less we show the more they want to know they be like why they why is she why is she dressed up like that what is she hiding under there and you know we walk around with this mask on our faces and we are afraid to really let out who we actually are Right. No, you absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, God God has been so amazing to me and I know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and I constantly do what I call a declaration and I I don't, I don't know if it sounds corny but I I love being corny. <laughs> I love being corny because that's going to weed out all the all the thugs who that's think great. you know who think they <laughs> they are above listen I, I don't want them those are the ones you know what if I'm too corny for you then that means you have been weeded out yes, I'm, I'm good with it so that's what right. we have to do as women and men too because declarations are for everybody okay and when I'm getting dressed I I tell myself every time I'm getting dressed that I am the righteousness of God I have power dominion and authority over every area of my life because everything I touch is anointed to grow in Jesus name no weapons formed against me or my family or my children will ever prosper I pray that me and my family my friends and my children their families even my enemies will all live in generational blessings prayer makes everything effective and then I validate who I am in Christ because I am a conqueror I know I am loved I'm chosen I'm important and virtuous I'm unique and confident bold, resourceful, strong. I am awesome. I am empowered. I am creative, intelligent, funny, and qualified. I am whole, healed, and restored, and washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. And I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Thank you for that. Yeah, I say that to myself every day. 
every day wow. that I think, yeah, every day we've got to look at ourselves in the mirror and we've got to say, I'm important, mm. I matter, yes. and I am loved. I am loved. And if no one around me believes it, God believes it because He created me yes. for a purpose on purpose. And yes. I am going to live this life with purpose. Oof. Wow. You're giving everybody goosebumps. <laughs> Good ones. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. God. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, those are those are the things that put me where I am today. The more we declare and decree with our tongue and speak life into our lives, there is nothing that is impossible when you know your spirit believes and trusts that God is in complete and total control. Yeah. Yeah, but I am walking in my wife. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. That that just helped everyone. Yes, I love it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you so much, Annie, for uh, coming on the podcast. I appreciate you. I really wanted you on here because we connected well and you have really great things to say, you know. So I, I know you help some people on here that listen. I am so humbled and I'm honored to just be your friend because, you know, the connection was there and I knew that you and I, we we're one in the same, whatever your journey was, I'm sure I had a similar story. You told me that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Every, everybody has to realize that they're not the only ones going through whatever it is they're going through because in some form shape or fashion somebody has gone through what they're going through yeah and it's okay it's okay here we are standing tall and strong and we have survived and been over and it's we won regardless we've we've overcome by the blood of the lamb so in the end we still got to say we win we win Thank you. Thank you, Annie. So we're gonna um we're gonna end here. Thank you for thank you for all of this. Annie for coming Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Thank you. And you um um Annie. I'm here. Oh all right. So we're disconnected. No, we're yeah, here. We're disconnected now. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening, everyone, and have a nice night. Good night, sweetheart. I love you. Love you too. Good night. Thank you, everyone, for listening. All right. Bye.